With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Four Figure Discount is brought to you by our incredible supporters on Patreon who each month enjoy our exclusive Futurama podcast, classic movie reviews, Simpsons audio commentaries, early ad-free access to all of our shows, including Speaking of the Hill, Talking Seinfeld, Going Down to South Park, The One About Friends and more, as well as access to our exclusive Facebook community where you get to banter with us all on a daily basis. Plus, we've just set ourselves a goal of launching a Bob's Burgers podcast once we hit a thousand supporters. So go ahead and join the family today and get even more Four Finger Discount in your ears every week at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. Who wants rations? I'm so hungry I can puke. Looks like you already did. What are you talking about? You ate our food! Thanks a lot, Millhouse! Now we're all gonna die because of you! But I swear I didn't do it! Uh. Nacho cheese! Get him! Four finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Das Bass. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Oh, I really, really enjoyed this episode, I'm going to be honest. Okay, we're getting oh, straight okay. into that. Yeah, no, straight into it. No, that's fine. I don't care I'm how good. you are. How are Fuck you? you. No, I'm, not. I'm, I'm going terribly. I'm sick. I'm going to yeah. make you sick in the process. Well, I'm sitting as far away <laughs> as humanly possible. Now, how are you? Uh, suffering from third degree burns after being on fire on the golf course this morning, Dando. I thought you meant you something ripped on you. I have shot... I've played the best round of my life this morning, and I tried to keep a lid on that when you asked me before, how's your day been? And I just went, yeah, not bad, played golf. Holy hell. Yeah? I like, (laughs) even though in the scheme of things, I shot 12 over, my handicap means I should be shooting 18 over. So, I played six shots better than I would normally play. I felt like fucking Rory McIlroy out there. I had a busted shoulder. Did you drive 300 meters? No, I, well, I, this is, I told you before how I slept weird and I've got an injury, so I couldn't hit the ball. I was probably 15 metres shorter off the tee on average and then around everything else. But like Tiger Woods on a broken leg in 2008, I battled my way around that course and made it my bitch. <laughs> so define good though. So what, what was your best shot? When did, did, was there any point did you think you were boned and you had to pull something out, like a pull a trick out of the hat? Like a, uh, a rabbit out of the hat? A rabbit out of the hat? Yeah. Um, 
there was a moment where my ball ended up in a rabbit hole. Really? I, yeah. That's yeah. a drop shot though, right? It's a free drop. Yeah. yeah. So, I pulled a ball out of a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, best shot of the round was probably... Um, so, there's a par five. I put my second shot into the water, had to take a drop. It was a stroke round as well. So, um, Who'd you play with? Just the usual? Nah, just nah, three, three guys I'd never played with before. Older gentlemen. Who don't exist. It, no, they do. <laughs> Alec was one of them. Alec, uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, so had to take a drop. So, it was a penalty shot on a par five and then hit my approach with a pitching wedge out from under some trees to about four foot to be able to tap in and still make my par. Not bad. And that, for me, miraculous. Did <laughs> like, you have to try and keep... Did you play cool like you do this because you don't know these people? Yeah. So, did you pretend like you were like this all the time? Uh, no, because I was playing that well that I was worried they might have thought that I'd been cheating the handicap system or something. So, I was given it a bit of like, whew, well, well, it's my day today. I, I'm still... Still two minds where they King Kong exist. ain't got shit on me at one point after ripping a drive down the middle. You said that, did you? No. Okay, <laughs> good. It <laughs> wouldn't surprise me though. But well done. Thank you. Golf means a lot to you. Well, when when it's going well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dust bus. So what do you think of the episode? I've already told you what I thought of it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I always have really enjoyed it. Besides how ridiculous and ludicrous it is, yeah, it's just fun. It is a lot of fun. It be, it was very close when I was doing the book to being my season nine episode review. Mm, okay. The only reason that I didn't go with it, it's not because it wasn't a really good episode. I just didn't have the personal connection to try to find my way into yeah. writing about it. But it was, it is a really, really great, great story. As much as I've spoken and we've had some episodes that have just been one plot and this one goes back to having your A plot and your B plot. It's a cracking B plot. I really enjoy Homer trying to start his own business and failing miserably and not knowing the first thing about what it is that he's actually selling, which is good. I have some money now. <laughs> uh, and the Bill Gates turnaround. Bill, Ga- Bill Gates turning heel. Is, I know. is really funny. It sort of goes nowhere, though. Well, his business is like, over and that's the end of it. So, he buys him out. Does he actually pay him any money or no, just comes and just ruins shit? Clearly not. <laughs> just ruins it. That's not very nice of Bill Gates. No, it's not. Do you think Bill Gates appreciated this? I think... I mean, Bill Gates is so well-known for giving away truckloads yeah. of billions to charity. So, I'm sure he would have looked. If he, if, if he watched this, yeah, it's like, well, my reputation hasn't taken a hit here. Clearly, the joke is that this is not who I am. Is he still the richest man in the world? Uh, I'm, He'd be close to it. Oh, did he get pipped? Uh, richest? I reckon... Take out like old... Was there a South American guy? Oil t- tycoons. Yeah, that... Um, Billionaires, 2019, Forbes. Uh, Jeff Bezos is still number one in the world. Like, uh, Amazon, yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. remember, and Bill Gates, number two. How much does how much does both of them have? What's their net worth? Ooh, sorry, I'm just waiting on... It doesn't actually list it. Just Google Gates net worth. Yeah. I have seen... There's a fantastic website that lists a bunch of facts about how much Bill Gates is worth. Mm-hmm. $100.8 billion. What? Jeff Bezos, $150. 50 billion. 7 billion. What do you do with that much money? How are they countries starving when Sleep one on. man has $150 billion? Because $150 <laughs> billion is not going to stop starvation. It's going to buy a lot Con- of Big Macs, though. Country budgets are in trillions. Yeah. The if there's, uh, So, if Bill Gates dropped a 50, it wouldn't be worth his time. Like, if... if Sorry. He could drop Bill Gates dropped a 50 and he wasn't going to earn money by picking it up. He'd be better off just walking on <laughs> How much? So he's technically earning 
money to breathe, obviously. So how much Pretty is he much. getting paid a second? Uh, I don't know. That's fuck. It doesn't matter. That's a lot of money. It is a truckload. It's, it makes you wonder, though, why he would bother about Homer's uh, Compu Global Hyper Meganet. Well, the dot-com boom, which was around about yeah. the time that this episode was happening, you know, it was a dangerous time for Bill, for, for internet moguls. It's kind of his date of the gag. He was like, mm, internet. I have to explain the internet to the audiences. Also, I like that... I thought it was interesting that they assumed that not all the viewers would know who Bill Gates is. Bill Gates earns roughly $130 per second. Second? That was uh, from... Since we've started doing this podcast, he's earned like $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> to make you sad. If Bill Gates had his... If Bill Gates had all of his money in just a regular savings account with a standard interest rate, he would earn around about $7.7 million per day. So, where would he keep his money? I'd be invested in all sorts of things. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. just be in the one bank, would it? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Bell's house. Yeah. And, uh, and Fred's house. But uh, anyway, so the the story of it's, it's Lord of the Flies, essentially, it's pretty much just like a ripoff of Lord of the Flies, this mm. whole episode. Would you call it non-canon? Yeah. I would can go I, that far. Actually, can I do a David Letterman joke? Just go off the it. back of, just to put that to bed. The Letterman, uh, the Gates. Mm. You know, they say now that Bill Gates has so much... That's not a Letterman impression. And as I started that, it started going halfway in the cast. Yeah, no, but anyway, anyway. You know, they say that Bill Gates has got so much money, he's actually had to start using Seinfeld's wallet. <laughs> that's good. I think Seinfeld would appreciate that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's essentially Lord of the Flies parody, this whole episode, mm. besides the B-plot. Would you call it non-canon? I would. Um, it's so wacky that it's hard to sort of fit it in with canon. It's anyway. kind of along the lines of the Springfield Files and yeah. Marsh versus the Monorail mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. I never saw it like that, but watching it for this, I was like, it is. It's very much like that. Mind you, nothing happens in it that can't be undone. You know, you don't see them get off the island, but they can still get off the island. It's not like there's any yeah. major character yeah. revelations yeah. that you couldn't come back from. If they, in another episode, if in three episodes' time, they won't remember that time that we were stuck on the island, it's not like it would, you wouldn't be able to go, oh, well, that couldn't possibly fit with what they're doing now. See, if Springfield Files had aliens in it. Yeah. Or not really Well, aliens. not really. Oh, Mr. it Burns. had Chewbacca and all that in the lineup, but That's that was true. just a go, yeah. Yeah, elf. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but it is one of those ones that it's just, I sit it outside the normal run of an episode. Did you think it was a good parody of Lord of the Flies? I think it's... They did enough. I think it's close enough that if you had to do a book report on Lord of the Flies and hadn't read it and don't didn't want to watch the, you know, slightly questionable movie, you could watch this episode. And it is away. very questionable. Yeah. It's just... That scene where they... Spoiler alert, kill Piggy. Mm. <gasps> Poor Piggy. Yeah, rough. Yeah. Terrible. Could have been, been Millhouse. <laughs> have you seen the 1990 version? Uh, no, that's that was actually the questionable one that I was relating to. It's oh, okay. Very, like, questionable as in... Bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But seeing that rock hit Piggy's head, that traumatized me as a child. We had to watch it for school. Yeah. In, oh. like, in like year seven. Yeah. Right. And it's just I wasn't prepared for a. Dad, why are you crying? <laughs> Look at the television. <laughs> Look at it. This is important. Do you want to fail? So Millhouse was meant to be Piggy in this episode, but mm-hmm. I think Millhouse was a real dick in this episode from start to finish, unashamedly, almost where it was out of character. Mm-hmm. He's been a dick in previous episodes, but not to this extent. Yeah, it's kind of got like this... What, leaving Bart and Lisa for dead? There's no time. That's really funny, though. <laughs> I know, it's funny. It's one of my favourite moments yeah. of the episode. <laughs> um, he's also kind of got like an unearned smugness in this episode. Mm. Denying he ate anything and then coming clean at the end once yeah. he knew he was going to be safe. I'd be denying it too when everyone was angrily 
it's chasing me down. Yeah. But uh, what else do you like about the episode? I liked seeing Bart kind of take leadership amongst mm-hmm. the kids in a way that felt realistic. Yeah. And like you kind of see Bart's brain. Quite Camp Krusty. A little bit like Camp Krusty, yeah. And you just sort of see him ticking things over and, and really getting to work on what's going on. I liked... Um, he, I, didn't, I liked that he didn't like his own verdict. That verdict really upset yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I like the the flashback to something that, you know, either most kids today, unless they're on Australian NB- NBN, won't understand, and that's having to wait for pictures to load. Oh, that's great, though. That's that's a really daddy gag, but it will never not be funny. Yeah. <laughs> the final frontier. I'm a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> it just it reminds me, because... I mean, we've all been there. Let's not lie. We've, we've downloaded porn like in like the 90s or late, early 2000s. It was very much like this. You had mm. to wait for each section of the image to slowly load. Yeah. <laughs> it was and painful. the computers were that slow that you couldn't alt-tab away no. very quickly either. So, if someone walked in... like Power off. You had Pull to, the plug. Yeah. <laughs> just water all over the dashboard, yeah. all over the monitor. You had to time pornography as a 14, 15-year-old with the dexterity of a day trader on the stock market. <laughs> He had to know when the peaks and troughs were coming before they knew that they were coming. <laughs> Did you ever try and print anything off? Uh, no. You didn't, I, I remember, not, not pornography, anyway. I, remember, like, I got caught once trying to print a picture of Stephen McMahon, but it was a fake. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was big in the, um, in the early yeah, 2000s. But when I was like 12, I didn't know it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the, and you can't stop the printer halfway through. It's just like... I was, just, I was caught, done. There's um something that I uh, I'm not entirely proud of, but uh, I'm going to show this to you. It's so someone had done the same thing, and this is like a naked photo, supposedly, of Shane McMahon. <laughs> Visual gag. Visual gags on the podcast. Describe to the listeners. I just saw a bowl of delicious pudding. <laughs> Judging from Elliot's if you're a new, outside, he also thought that was funny. If you're a new listener to the show, that won't be explained. No, you, you'll <laughs> Go find back it and find it. Old Pudding Face McMahon. Still in the wrestling, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. Still jumping from one turnbuckle to the next. Hasn't gone past his use by date? Nah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> hasn't most people in WWE. Uh, it's, it's funny about this episode. So, it's another one of those ones where when I taped it, because back in the day, I didn't have Foxtel when I was a lot younger. And if I missed an episode when it was first on, you have to wait for the rerun. We didn't have YouTube. Mm-hmm. We didn't have streaming services. So when I taped it, I missed it. I cut in just as the bus had was sort of uh, sinking in the water. So for years, I had no idea how they got to this point. And I had no idea when Homer makes a reference to Flancrest Enterprises. Yep. That joke was always lost to me. I was like, why did he suggest that? It makes no sense. Because the Flanders moment, I didn't see it. Happened before until the, I watched yep. it. It's just funny. It just reminded me of those moments where back in the day, if you missed something, you missed it for a long time. Mm. There's a reference to that in a Weird Al Yankovic song called yeah. Why Does It Always Happen to Me? Okay. And uh, he was talking about, I was watching TV the other day and they broke in with a special report and the idea was about this horrible thing that's happened, but the guy feels, he's like, oh, why they have to interrupt The Simpsons just for this? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, what a drag. I was taping it at everything and now I'll have to wait for the rerun to see the part of the show I missed. And I was like, yeah, that... Again, like things that young whippersnappers, if you don't understand possibly the pain. even twenty or younger, certainly fifteen or younger, you don't know what it's like. It's I've been copying some old family tapes onto don't DVD. Don't know what it's like to tape a TV show. I've been copying. Oh, it's all right. Old family <laughs> tapes onto DVD. 
I forgot how painful it was having to rewind tapes. Mm. Oh, it just takes forever. Yeah. You sit there for like 10 minutes waiting for a tape to rewind. My God. It's the worst. These days, you just stop. Power button. Anyway. Uh, so, what was your favorite moment? You said one of them was Millhouse being a dick. Anything else? Um, I really enjoyed the, the songs to enrage the bus drivers. <laughs> yeah, that's a really funny joke. Yeah. It's, it's, I've never seen that used in anything else. It's yeah. just really clever. Uh, I also really like... There's a few good uses of sound throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. But the Give me an example. Well, the bus hitting. So, instead of hearing the kids screaming the whole way, it's just nice and serene. And then you get a, oh, a split second of... Ah! Yeah. Blunk. <laughs> that was just really playing against type of what you would expect to see in a comedy show. Uh, Nelson just quietly marching back and forth before delivering his... Yeah, uh, the, before well, the 10 punches. Oh, yeah, whoops, other one should be questions. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did he punch him? 10. Ten. Yes. Um, yeah, that was also really, really good. Uh, but no, I think uh, the more I look through, it's really hard to go past... There's no time! <laughs> <laughs> now, I've read, I might have been on the wiki page, that that's a takeoff from Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. Invaders of the Lost Ark. You must get left for dead. Uh, it's. I reckon it's when they're escaping the temple in the beginning. So, like, before the boulder and that sort of thing, that he helps his guide, like, get over the thing, and then his guide doesn't throw the whip back to him. Okay. Is it... I reckon... Deliberately doesn't? Yeah, deliberately okay. doesn't. Leaves him for dead. Okay. See, I always thought it was just like a Star Wars ripoff when he swings across with Princess Leia, even though they're not uh-huh. embracing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you notice, speaking of Nelson, there's a moment here that I don't know whether you picked up on it. Just before Skinner tells the kids to be quiet and stop it when they're arguing in the UN, Nelson has a blade, a sword, and he's about to decapitate Wendell. Oh. Just moments before Skinner says, stop it, kids. Did you notice that? No. <laughs> he's about to unleash. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's not holding him like that, but he's just about to swing. And yeah, right. You would assume decapitate Wendell. About to go, the go all the bride. Yeah, not good at all. From this day forward, your name shall be new name for the episode. What do you got for me this week? Uh, I've gone with another un rides the bus, as in capital U N. Mm-hmm. So okay, that only works visually, but still works. It still works. Yep. Our patrons, as always, have submitted a few. So Beck Lehman off the top with Deus Ex Mokina. Uh, Pat Wright had a really good one. I remember seeing it. Lord of the Lies, I think it was. Lord of the Lies. Oh, that's yeah. okay. I don't know about really good. I like it. Pat Jennings, the bus that couldn't slow down. Seems to have... That's one of the more popular ones on the page. Andrew Parker, the tragic school bus. There's a throwback oh, to a 90s wow. cartoon. I used to play the video games on the computer. Nick Barbaro, who always enjoys throwing these in. From humble beginnings to buyouts, the Bill Gates story. <laughs> Andrew Parker, again, with Dust Bus. Dust. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Chris Darby, as we, as we all know, we love a musical submission. Bus crash, baby bus crash. Uh, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> oh, another one from uh, Jordan Ritchie, who's another um, yeah. regular contributor. You put the slime in the coconut, you shake it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend watching the Muppet version of that song. Oh, really? Really good. Okay. Really, really funny. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks to the patrons for contributing to the new name segment. Of course, if you want to be part of the... Uh, Facebook group It's going to be a $2 patron Patreon.com Slash four finger discount But now Mitch It is time for some trivia Next question You there Eating the paste uh, How many syllables Are there in CompuGlobal Hypermaganet Am I allowed to count them Or just guess right No people? just off the top of your head Eight Nine Damn So close <laughs> uh, Which country was Millhouse In the UN club Oh Which country was Millhouse I didn't pay any attention Why is season two <laughs> 
I believe that Greece. No, but he's not from Greek. He's oh, from Greece. sorry, he's just known as the Greek. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> um, I believe they're Polish. Poland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Homer had pens and pencils sitting in Marge's butter. Yes. How many of each? Was it seven? No. No, it was only um, two pens, two pencils. Only four altogether. Okay. I thought it was more than that. It looked like more anyway. And I've already asked one of my questions. The other one was, who was comic book guy getting a nude photo of? Oh, was was it a Stargate? A no, Star- think of, what does he say? The Final Frontier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so it was a Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was a star. He says a name. No, don't know. Captain Janeway. Captain Janeway. Okay. Uh, how many bottles of beer on the wall were they up to before Mo couldn't take it anymore? When the hell was that? When did that happen? When he's listening to the music. One of your favorite moments. One of my favorite moments. Well, you said that you really enjoyed the tape. You said Mo. Otto. Yeah, that's why I was like, what? Sorry. I was like, so confused. My apologies. <laughs> I'm trying to envision Mo in the bar with bottles on a fence. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, 55? 63. 63. Damn it. That was so confusing. I've already asked my other question. So, it's 10. Uh, what's your final question? I've already asked. Oh, that was the final question. That's okay, it. cool. Yep, we're right done. On. Anything else to ask uh, to mention before we get into the review, Mitch? Uh, I learned a little fad, uh, a tidbit about okay. The Simpsons today. The reason for Burns saying ahoy hoy when he answers the phone. So it's an old school thing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was either Edison or Graham Bell that felt that that's how you should answer the telephone. Mm. Uh, that was something. So Conan O'Brien on his Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend okay. podcast was discussing it with Bill Hader. Yeah. And said that it was either Oakley or Weinstein that came up with that. But they had this love for old-fashioned phrases and dialects and that sort of thing. When's the first time we hear that? Maybe Home in the Smithers? No, uh, I'm not too sure. Hoy, hoy. Yeah, possibly Because that. that's the only time he answered the phone, isn't it? I think so. Well, maybe not the only, but it might have been one of the first, first times. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, I like that kind of attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hader, big fan of the show as well, by the way. Really? As you could imagine. Oh, yeah. Bill just loves he to laugh at things. Worked on... Um, South Park? Worked on South Park. He'd... Isn't that documentary, I think? Yeah, he is in yeah. Seven Days to Wear, just laughing in the background. I don't think he actually <laughs> contributes anything, as much as he's very funny in his own right. Trey Parker just eats Maccas. Yeah. He reminded me of great moment. He's talking about, as a comedian and as a writer, you look at these things, and it's, who shot Mr. Burns? Smithers coming out of court, and all the reporters rush up to him. The first one is like, who are you, and where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's such a perfect, simple joke that you'll just never think of, and yeah. just floors you. His show, Barry, is the one you always recommend, right? I fucking love Barry. My God, that is the best thing on TV Stan at the moment. Stan or Foxtel? Foxtel's on Showcase. Showcase. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which I've got at the moment because guy from work wants to watch Game of Thrones, so he's paying for me. 
Oh, good to have that package and then logging in as me on his iPad. Good. Well, <laughs> I highly recommend Barry. It is phenomenally good. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Alrighty, now time for Das Bus. The original air date was February 15th, 1998. So, the day after Valentine's Day. What do you reckon you're doing Valentine's Day in 1998, Mitch? We were... 10, Valentine's Day. I was... So, we were nine. Th- we were nine, turning ten. 1998. Um, who did I have a crush on when I was nine turning ten? So, it was grade five, grade six-ish. No, nah, nine turning ten would have been grade four into five. I, t- I was in grade six in 2000, so it was grade four, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I actually... That was like a little in-between period where... I was old enough to no longer have a crush on my primary school teachers and but not old enough to start having a crush on other people. So I was you know, to be honest, I was probably just playing Tiggy. <laughs> tiggy. Yeah. <laughs> Run of the mill school fair. Playing on the monkey bars. Did you play- definitely would have been hanging out on the monkey bars. Did you play lunchtime footy? It was yeah. it was a serious game, lunchtime footy. Yeah, it was. You start the you start first quarter was recess and the rest of the game was at lunchtime. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, lunchtime footy, lunchtime cricket. This is back in the days that kids were allowed to play with balls. Yeah, and you know the good kind. Yeah, well, yeah. The oh boy, I've continue taking the set. I've taken my now. Now I'm stuck. Yeah, got to make jokes that I shouldn't make. But you would you would kick a goal on at lunchtime, and it was what the class would be talking about for the final couple of periods. Like you were a god for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, you played well in footy. Yeah, lunchtime. Yes. <laughs> Should that snap down at it? It's all the thing is though, it, t- it teaches you to pick yourself up and move on because it's all forgotten about the next yeah. day. <laughs> You're only as good as your last lunchtime. <laughs> that should be a quote. <laughs> uh righty. We so, should do like an any any given recess. <laughs> we should do, <laughs> do a really serious movie based on school time football. Primary school kids or high school kids? No, it's gotta be primary school kids, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Because high school, high school kids, it wouldn't be anywhere near as enjoyable. But if you get some like 10, 12-year-olds that can... You what? can get 15-year-olds playing 12. But you've got to get some kids that can act a little bit and just take it so life or death. And don't try and make it a comedy. No. No, no not at all. <laughs> They've got to play it straight. Let's let's work on this. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas in this podcast. Yeah. Never go anywhere. This is one that should. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I've started making my um, continuous loop video for you of... Oh, good. Free weekend. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Huge Sh- actually, it's on the subject of continuous loops, can we have a quick shout out to my own Fight Club review that we that I did recently? I do want to tell the listeners. Yeah, because I feel like anyone... We're getting, we're getting messages it. coming through, people complaining, but they're going to my email because it's the Patreon oh, really? email. Yeah. Ah. So, people are confused. So, we had a, it was just me alone on a Saturday night and decided to do a Fight Club review. It's a couple of minutes of me doing an intro, which is basically just uh, explaining how falsely, obviously, but in incredibly deadpan um, sell it because it's what I do uh, explaining that you know we reached out to the producers of the movie and we just make sure that the, the topics that we're going to cover they're okay with so that this is what follows is everything that they were happy for us to talk the about the Scientologists that's what make sure we'll cover yeah. it um, played the intro of course played for Pete just in case it's like people might not get it so I played Brad Pitt giving the rules of Fight Club you don't talk about Fight Club second rule is you do not talk about Fight Club what follows is then 57-odd minutes of dead silence and then me saying, meatloaf's in it for a bit. And I think only one person has actually made it that far through. No, a few people have. A few have. I've, I've only seen a couple of references to it. But it's been one of my favourite 
uh, bit was one person going, oh, I want to listen to this, but I haven't seen the movie. I probably should first. <laughs> I think it was Nick going, uh, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you pitched it to me when I was at work and I was like, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to be really confused and some people are going to be pissed off. I don't care either way. Go for it. But just if if, if it was like complaining, it's yours to, to fix. I haven't seen anyone be pissed <laughs> off. It's just confusion. Yeah. A couple people have gone, has this happened to anyone else? Yeah. And someone's like, yeah, me too. Does anyone know how to fix this? Yeah. Oh, you fix it with laughter. We have to do a review of the Matrix though. Matrix beat out Fight Club. Mm. I was surprised. I thought Fight Club would beat Matrix. Yeah, I was a little surprised as well. Yeah. Anyway. It's because they're both celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. Is that why you decided to choose two movies that weren't on either Guy or my short list about movies that yeah. we wanted to actually review? Just 1999. Yeah, don't but, do that again. Well, that's the retro, it's retro ones. Yeah, all of ours were retro ones. Were they? What's yeah. on your list? Where is this said list? It's in, the, it's in the group that you set up. Is it? Yeah. You guys never used that Movies that anymore. we're passionate about that we actually want to talk about. You're not passionate about The Matrix? No. <laughs> no, I didn't like it very much. Didn't you? No. I can see you being a Matrix fan. No, I, I really did not like The Matrix when it came out. I thought that it was... It took me a good five years to actually watch it. I was just like, eh, whatever. It's grown on me a little bit since, but yeah, for the most... Yeah, I love Hugo Weaving in it, I'll give you that. Um, it's the smell, but uh, I think then Matrix Revolutions and oh, all terrible. that sort of thing have diminished its legacy somewhat. Yeah, but definitely. Oh, but like, you know, yeah, it did things and it was been copied and parried and like I, I, I acknowledge it's standing in the history of cinema, but I just never had a great connection to it. Uh, there was no chalkboard gag this week. The cash gag was the family are all portrayed as frogs on a lily pad. Now, I've read that that was suggested by Dan Castellanata's daughter, that idea for a okay. cash gag. Okay. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't listen to children. <laughs> why? That's a good cash gag. Ah, they're idiots. <laughs> not idiots. They are. This is why you should never have children. By definition. They're not... They haven't learned things yet. Have you not heard the term baby geniuses? That's not real. It's she a movie. Was, she was the same age that you reckon you were reading... Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And things like that. That did make me smart just because I could fucking string some you words together on a page. You claimed to be a, a genius when you were a child. I was a genius for my age. <laughs> but you sit me next to a 30-year-old, I wasn't smart. Still, compared to you, stupid, but you're smart. Not smart enough that I'd be pitching ideas for a nationally syndicated <laughs> TV show. Uh, so, the episode kicks off with the family watching, uh, was it Noah's Ark? Yeah, it was. Yeah, with McClure. Did you ever do this as a kid? 30 cubits, give or take. Did you ever gather around watching movies as a family? I think... Can't say that being a thing in the Grinter household. No, on Friday night movies. Well, it was the only way you could watch movies back when I was a mm. kid, really, was the on family television. would rent yeah. something or, or it would be the Friday night, Saturday night movie. So, yes, but I've told the story before about how I would often just be in my own internal monologue screaming at people for eating packets of chips too noisily. If Nicola eats ice cream too noisy. I'm sorry. Ice cream? Oh, how do you eat ice cream noisily? Terrible Oh my god <sighs> Terrible Last night she was eating a magnum And I could have just Stabbed myself in the Fucking eye with her <laughs> Popsicle stick It was just like Seriously Man pleads not guilty To wor- <laughs> murder of spouse <laughs> Manslaughter Did you hear her chewing The judge's comments <laughs> Your honour Right now We're about to play Some audio Of the incident Of the chewing Seconds before <laughs> Not guilty. Mm, peppermint. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, they're watching the, the McClure film. I like that this is my favourite fictional character, is God. <laughs> Noah, thou shalt build thyself an ark measuring 300 cubits in length. 
300 cubits, give or take. Exactly 300. And thou shalt takest two of every creature. Two creatures? Two of every creature. Even stink beetles? Especially stink beetles. Whoa, cool. God is so in your face. Yeah, he's my favorite fictional character. Bart pleads, because Marge says, oh, it's late, you need to go to bed. Um, Bart pleads, can we at least stay up till the midgets drown? Yeah, Which, that's a joke like, that hasn't aged well. I was like, yeah. They make fun of dwarfs and midgets a bit in The Simpsons. And everyone did, though. Yeah, I know everyone did. Yeah. It's just, it sounds... It's not a Simpsons thing, it's just a comedy thing. It is. But it, it um, I mean, Peter Dinklage has moved, moved us past that. Just Peter Dinklage? Mostly. Peter Dinklage is one of the only dwarfs that I can think of that has gotten movie roles that aren't predicated on being a dwarf. Like the well, uh, Tyrion uh, so like Tyrion before, does need to be before, a dwarf. T- before Tyrion though. When oh no yeah, he wasn't that um the death of a f- the funeral one wasn't he? What was it? Death uh, what was the the funeral film that he's in the comedy, the dark comedy, the English one. Is it Death at a Funeral? Death at a Funeral, yeah. I hadn't actually seen that, but he was in X-Men Days of Future Past. He was playing the midget gag in um Alf. What Alf with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Is he in that? Yeah, he plays the the really good author. Good for him. Yeah. Um, three billboards outside Ebbing, You've Missouri. Seen Elf. Yeah, I forgot he was in it. Okay. Three, three billboards outside Ebbing, Ebbing Missouri. Okay. He's really, really good in. And That's only recently, though. That, yeah, I know. But what I mean is, like, he's he's surely there's been a little person between <laughs> Mickey from Seinfeld. He That's al- gone back a bit. He always played, but that was always playing yeah. to the midget gag. There aren't yeah. many in popular film. You're right. Just trying to think of any. I can't. For the most part, Randy, Randy um, for the most Newman part, really put him to shame for a long time. <laughs> Short people got nothing on Brad Pitt. Um, for the most part, yeah, like dwarves only got cast because they needed a dwarf. Whereas, oh, what's the the black dude from Bad Santa? No, oh, he's in a lot. Yeah, he's okay. in a few things and yep. doesn't necessarily need to be a dwarf in those roles. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the, yeah, but there aren't many. That's yeah, that's my point. point. Yep. So then Lisa argues as well. Actually, you get the nice take. Yeah, like flipping Troy McClure's introduction spiel. Like, yeah. you know, you've let us just, um, stay up to watch Troy McClure and other biblical epics, such as David versus Super Goliath and Suddenly Last Supper. I like Homer's woohoo after March says tomorrow we're going to go to bed at five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the dream. I'd love to go to bed early now. Not I'm really. just getting old. Yes. Just married. You're and- younger than me. By a couple of months, yeah. yeah. Not by much, but I suppose you have a kid. Yeah, kid, the mate. kid's going to send you to yeah, bed. <laughs> you reading books at like 5.30 at night, you just want to go to sleep. Uh, so then You don't read. Reading books to Elliot. Oh, to, to Elliot. To go, to go okay. to sleep. Yeah, you that put, makes put sense. myself to sleep. <laughs> I do read, by the way. I've been, I've been, no, I told you at the start of this year, I've been reading a new book every month. Or okay. To, yeah. I'm reading, currently reading the, um, the Geelong book I got for Christmas. Okay. Mostly sports books that you've been reading? No, I read um, The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I do like biographies. They're just, I find them more yeah. interesting. Fair enough. Yeah. One of the best books that I've ever read was a biography. Which, oh, autobiography. Um, Charlie Chaplin. You've said this, actually. Yeah. yeah, phenomenally good book. So then McClure's about, or God's about to give the key to salvation, and then Brockman interrupts. This used to happen a lot. Oh, not, not, yeah. not for things like this, but the news reporter would cut in during cut the Cut in over the end of it? Yeah. yeah. It's like, kind of like a radio broadcaster singing I, over your favourite end to a song. I actually wondered if this was the Simpsons writers having a shot at networks doing it to them, playing Possibly. something over, the, over a sting of one of their jokes or something like that. Well, I think, was it... Mother Simpson, where David Silverman had to ensure that nothing yeah. was played over the top at the end. Yeah, it was, and it makes sense. Homer then calls in sick. 
<laughs> I have smallpox. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't wiped out in my house. We're in that school and we've got the model UN club. Something that's never been referenced before, but it fits with this story. Martin, I thought, was a bit dumb in this episode. Just dancing on Yeah, the just cute. being a bit odd. Um, mm. So he's dancing, doing the Finland dance. That's enough. Lisa then laughs at boning. And is it Bart? Yeah, I'll oh, grow up. Grow Lisa. up, Lisa. <laughs> Bart hasn't done any preparation. This, what he does here is what I would expect <laughs> you would have done in primary school. No uh, preparation and just try to wing it. Tried to wing it. I probably would have been a little bit more on course than Bart was in this instance. Like, I love that how quickly he segues from Libya to the Indians. Yes. <laughs> like, one thing they export is corn, or as the Indians call it, maize. Another famous Indian was Crazy Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson is then uh, stopping Wendell from breathing with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Gets the knife a little bit later on. The kids all start fighting. <laughs> like, Ralph, just start singing O Canada. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Ralph's got his good moments in this episode as well. Uh, Skinner said, do you want to be like the real UN or do you want to just sit around and squabble all day? Joe being, they squabble all day. Model UN Club are then going on their excursion. Where were they going again? Model UN Club? Uh, well, I guess they were meeting other UN, pretend UN delegates. What was the point of this? It's probably to teach kids about other perspectives you, and coming together and that sort of thing. Country politics and mm. stuff. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I wonder if this is actually a thing in the States. Because we don't have anything like that in Australia, do we? No. We have debate club and stuff like that, but that's only in high school, not primary school. Anyway. Model United Nations, also known as the Model UN, is an extracurricular activity in which students typically role-play delegates to the UN and simulate UN committees. Fair this enough. activity takes place at... Uh, MUN conferences, which is usually organised by high school or college. Cool. So, there you go. Fair enough. What does it teach you? It reinforces what students learn in the classroom. Well, that doesn't seem, you know, could learn that in the classroom. Yeah. Let's go learn what we could have learned already. Uh, Homer is then going through his mail and then we get the intro to Flam. Uh, wait, What's that? there's a great line here. Remember, Otto, we're trusting you with our greatest natural resource, oh, yeah. the school bus. Yes. I love any time Skinner just shits on the wealth, uh, on the worth of his children. Water bill, third notice, jury duty, third notice, mortgage bill. Ooh, second notice. Flancrest Enterprises. Oops, that's for me. Flancrest Enterprises is my home business. You liar. You don't have a home business. Why would you make up a lie like that? No, it's true. Mon and I sell religious hook rugs over the internet. Internet, eh? Yes, indeedy. Making some good scratch, too. Scratch, eh? Yep. Mon, eh? Homer being excited by having a bill that's only at its second notice and just tossing it straight down the drain. Scratch, eh? Mon, eh? <laughs> Homer's always had that infatuation with Maud, hasn't he? A little bit, yeah. And it turns out he's the reason she died. Hmm. That's irony for you. Homer sets up his business, if you can call it a business. He's got the pens in the butter. I, I just like that. It's just the visual of having her pens in the butter. <laughs> the Homer. only thing that I didn't like about that particular moment, I think it, it's not so much Dan, it's just the animation on him licking the pencil, that I'd have rather they left that joke just to, I have to write another delicious memo and have him just go, not like when he starts really slathering, it. you know. Say, mm, memo, is that what he says? Mm. Yeah, memo. Yeah. And I suppose they had to do it to have the memo gag we don't get that very often that kind of mm. he still could have underplayed the memo and it didn't have to have the full-on porn, yeah. porn style licking up the shaft yeah yeah works both ways but yeah i see what you're saying um but then on the school bus and we get the, the my favorite moment the songs to engage bus drivers which is just great 
Nelson then challenges Bart to, let's call it a fruit race. Apples um, versus oranges. Yeah, I suppose it's a fruit race. Yeah, um, which one can get to the fir- front first. But uh, Ralph tries to interfere. Well, not interfere, but just get involved with his banana. Notice that the banana has the word banana written on it. No, I didn't. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it had the word banana written on it. Who would have done that? I don't, I don't know. Like, is it Ralph's banana? Did his parents have to label it for him? Maybe it was just uh, an animation thing where they were just like, right, this is a banana. Make sure it's yellow. And they forgot to get rid of the word banana. Yeah, maybe. Where is it? Go grapefruit, go, go banana. Sorry, I'm just going through Frankie Yak here just to try to track this down. Did you find it? Yep, I'm here. It was just in between a couple of scenes, okay. so it was difficult for me to get to the exact. Uh, what I'm looking at there just has... He's so proud of himself, Ralph. <laughs> is it on the close-up or is it on the overview? I can't remember. I just remember yeah. seeing the word banana. Okay. Well, I'm going to take your word for it because it's being a pain in the ass okay. to try to find. <laughs> okay. out can be slow at times, but Sometimes. it's very handy, yeah. so we won't pay it out. It's just bad when you're trying to find one specific frame within a bunch. Yes, definitely. So, what happens with the race? It all goes to shit when Millhouse. When Millhouse decides to go grapefruit, there's always that one kid takes it too far. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like something that's really, really funny just all of a sudden becomes like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. When's the last time you can remember that happening? Because yeah. it still happens when we're adults. Uh, well, I told you about it. It's the time that I um, threw a very overweight kid towards a glass sliding door. and I don't remember this story. Oh. No, I'm sure I talked about it. Um, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Family friend. Used to fight a lot. He was very overweight. He came charging at me in the hallway. I just shoved him off to my left. He went over towards the glass window and I just vision... I had visions of him going straight through that. I know. You told me that pulling the chair out from someone... I'm sure I've told you both. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, it was one of those things where I looked and went, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I have made a terrible mistake. Hey, Simpson, race ya. Push one to the front of the bus gets Martin's lunch money. What? Go apple. Go orange. Go banana. Go <laughs> Make way for grapefruit. Go grapefruit. It burns! I can't see! Take calm, kids. I need you to be my eyes. Okay, which way should I turn? I've read that it's a takeoff of True Lies, the bus hitting the bridge. When I'm not sure that True Lies was out. Yeah, so it's got here. Oh, 1994. My apologies. Um... Well, let's go with that. I can't think of a moment where there's a bus in True Lies. I know that there's a moment on the bridge. The film True Lies was the inspiration for the bus crashing against the bridge. Okay. Must have happened. Internet is never wrong. Wiki never lies, does no. it? No. <laughs> uh, and then we get the commercial break, we come back, and it just lands, I'm assuming, just in the middle of the ocean. Like, where is this island? 
<laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> how like, did the bus get there? We don't know how long they've been on the bus. What do you mean? We don't know how long they've been driving for. So I like, know, but, they uh, could be quite a long way out of state or anything along those lines. But on on a bridge with other cars. And all of a sudden... Well, just, there's no other cars there. They're just okay. on a bridge. We've driven off the bridge, and all of a sudden, they're on a, a random island, which yeah. is beyond the sunset, sunrise. They're taken sunset. away on a current. There was a This American Life story that I heard a while back about people washing up on an island in New York City. Like, they were on a boat of New York... It went out on New York Harbor, somewhere near Jersey, like... But they... No phone reception, and the boat went down, and they washed up on this island that's just like, you know, virtually a sandbar, but it's an island. And they're like, we could see New York but we may as well have been in the middle of the Pacific Ocean because we couldn't get there. No one knew where we were. No one was coming to us. Imagine that. What would you do in that situation? Just fetal position and cry for several days. My, my Uncle Jock... No, I'd, I'd figure something out. happened to him off Western Australia. They were out in a small boat and it got shipwrecked and they were stuck on this island for like two days. Hmm. They had to like find their way back. My uncle had to like build a raft to like canoe them their way back. Yeah, right. It's rough. Yeah, crazy times. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so the bus is in the middle of nowhere. Otto leaves to help, but he gets taken away at the current. Um, we have the discussion here, Wendell and Lewis. I think this is just a gag referencing that. Have, has ever actually been referenced by name, those two? Oh, Wendell has. But they would have been. I think it's just, just not very often. Yeah, no, it's just... The audience doesn't know who like, they are. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I think we know who Wendell is. Maybe not Lewis. Hmm. I remember Lewis was one of our trivia questions. Yeah. Not many people got Not it. many people got that right. But then... Uh, has to rescue Milhouse. Milhouse is just a dweeb this whole episode. Yeah. He's just really, really annoying. What's he saying? I think I'm getting what here? Swimmer's ear. Swimmer's ear. Okay. Yeah. The bus then sinks. The beeping as it backs up. Pretty funny. That was very good, yeah. They arrive at the island. The kids are all crying, which is believable. I mean, a class yeah. of primary school kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit has gone down. <laughs> they start accusing each other, which is what would just happen. I wonder if this was happening in that cave before the uh, scuba divers came in in Thailand. I don't. No. Like, I can imagine there would have been people turning on... There would have been someone down there that... Being radical. His sho- well, his shoelace would have always been coming untied or something like that. So, they were making really slow progress and then he stopped because he wanted to have a Prima, like his little juice box. And then suddenly the fucking caves flooded can and I, it's can, all his can, fault. Can I just make a statement? None of those kids died, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no just- I, don't, I don't want to start making jokes about shit. <laughs> kids dying. <laughs> um. If I was in that situation, I would be terrified because they had to like go underwater to get them out, right? Mm. That's crazy shit. I think they had to drug. Well, all of them. I'm pretty sure they drugged them. Really? Yeah, they just like went and put a mask on them or whatever. Yeah, put a mask on, sort of made sure that it was a tight seal, and just went. Life's going to be a lot easier for us if you guys are asleep and you're not trying to fight getting mm. out or panic. Wow. Mm. Props to the guys that rescued them, though. Oh, it's an amazing story. Yeah, that should be a movie. I'm sure there'd be one in the works. A telemovie, at least. Problem is, there aren't many Taiwanese actors. <laughs> Not that Hollywood are interested in. <laughs> I was going to say, because they, they are. I, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot, but what I mean is, yeah. In Hollywood. Hollywood's, Hollywood would be looking through the list. It was like, okay, so we're going to cast... Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp. What's he doing these days? the school captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm lost. Angelina Jolie... As the teacher who's like just in the classroom worried, the TV. worried about where they're going to come the back. News reports, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she can adopt them. There's uh, only one even remotely Asian person. It's Ken Watanabe. Like they haven't even got the right. It's Dr. Wu from. Dr. Wu from <laughs> Jurassic Park. 
<laughs> he's the one that manufactures the drug. Yeah. He's like, you've got to give them this. <laughs> uh, we need to stop before we get too racist and get in trouble. No, but we're making fun of Hollywood's racism. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Then uh, they, they start blaming Milhouse and for good reason. It's his fault. It's all of Milhouse's fault. Mm. Every, everything is Milhouse's fault in this episode. Bart interrupts with the, the shell horn. He talks it up that this could actually be you know, like a paradise. And we get the little vision there. Notice that Ralph is eating a banana. Ah, I didn't. That's nice. Yeah. A lot of good banana facts in this episode. <laughs> but Lisa, um, Lisa doesn't appear in the vision. But then we get the, the monkly butlers. Monkly. Monkey butlers. How okay. many monkey butlers will there be? <laughs> You'll train others. Bart then asks... Uh, Martin to build a coconut Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. Gilligan's Island Date, reference. Dated, but not. Well, because Nintendo's still a strong brand, that joke works. Yeah, People yeah, People are going to yeah. know it. Yeah. And Barton Neilhouse, uh, Nelson are going to build the uh, house. Homer is then thinking of names for his business, and Marge suggests Compul Global Hyper Meganet, which is a very, very good Simpsons Facebook group. If you're not a member of that, make sure you check them out. Really good, funny memes coming out of that group. Just a good community. What is that, though? Like Compul Global Hyper Meganet. Is that referencing? Is that just trying to get as many names as possible into one name? Is that pretty just much. What, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty awesome. And because it doesn't, you know, it says things without saying anything, doesn't it describe could be anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. Homer then makes himself the junior vice president, <laughs> as he would. <laughs> this is actually my other favorite moment. Homer's reaction when he answers the phone, so proud of himself for a business. It's patty. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't even have to hear what she says. Yeah. Put Marge on, you idiot. <laughs> uh, kids have only found uh, berries. Uh, as Ralph says, they taste like burning. I highly recommend not eating shit that you find out in, in the outback. Because we used to find these bushes that had little red berries on them. And because I watched this episode, I never dared ate one of them. Okay. Even though my dad dared me to. So you, <laughs> so you highly recommend it because you saw it go bad in a Simpsons episode and you've not tried it in real life and that's worked out for you. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. It's not like you had a real life experience of I did this and it went wrong. If you don't try it, you're going to survive. Yeah. If you try it, you run the risk of possibly surviving or possibly dying. Yeah, but I mean, if it's your only food source, then if you don't try it, you also run the risk of dying. Sure How many days without food before you eat the red berry? I'd rather eat leaves than eat berries. Mm, interesting. What would what would you eat if you were stuck out in the outback and you had nothing to eat? Or oh, certainly every mushroom that I came across just to see what see where they took me. <laughs> There's some big mushrooms out there too. But basically, anyway, so the reality of the situation is starting to kick in. Like we're stranded out on this island. We've got no food, nowhere to stay because the, the food patrol blew it. The house is shit. The house falls apart. Then they uh, they said, oh, we should have swum like Otto, and things aren't going to turn out well for Otto, are oh, no. they? <laughs> no. They actually got uh, Cantonese actors to play this role. Really? Yeah. Ken Watanabe came in. It says here, when the Chinese, oh, sorry, Chinese actors who said um, they felt Cantonese would be more appropriate for the fishermen because they were going to get them to speak Mandarin. Uh, but they said Mandarin wouldn't work, Cantonese would be better because uh, that's what they speak out in the ships. So it's just more gotcha. true to... Real, like being that's, real yeah. that's some Pixar level of detail yeah it's good it's pretty cool something that unless you did research you wouldn't even realise yeah yeah run for your lives monster monster <laughs> there's no monster you big scaredy scaredy god scared well you'd be scared too if you saw a monster no uh-huh unlikely likely knock it off i wouldn't believe him a little bit well it's because he says monster that and the fact if that he that had have just said there's a wild boar I don't, uh, i'd have gone 
Fair enough, we're on an island. What do you think about that? The fact that the monster he speaks of was just an animal. Do you think because he's a child, it's okay? It's, yeah, because he's a child. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I mean, it's always just going to be an animal. But you're scared. You're, what, 10? He's 10, 10 yeah. 10-year-olds going to refer to things as monsters. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. Get called a monster all the time. Nelson calls bullshit. Um, Nelson uses his glasses to light the fire. That's a film reference. Yeah. the flies. Notice he was about to use the sun, but then he used the one <laughs> Yeah, instead. then just uses it as a flint. Yeah. Uh, the glasses are now ruined on Millhouse. This is a gag. People asked recently gags on The Simpsons that Australians might not understand. I'm so hungry I could oh, eat Arby's. I could eat Arby's, yeah. Uh, so I guess an Australian equivalent to Arby's would have been Sizzler. I think we did the same thing for Sorry, Denny's. Sorry, when I say, I mean, Sizzler is in America, but we had Sizzler here. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Yeah. Or but, you can eat salad bar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, beyond that, yeah, like Australia doesn't really have an Arby's equivalent that I can think of. Lone Star? Which is out of business. Like a low rent franchise. Kind of, yeah. That's not a takeaway. It's meant to be like a family restaurant. Yeah, a family restaurant. We don't do it in Australia very often. No, we don't. Should we? No. No, no, no. Christ, no. Clearly, the joke is that they're (laughs) bad. Why would we? Good quality family. They don't exist. Yeah, it's true. There'd have to be some out there. Not good quality ones. Mm. Once you make it family restaurant. Once kids can come. You have surrendered yourself from any Michelin star that's ever going to be coming your way. For Geelong people, could we compare it to Smorgies? Yeah, a little bit like Smorgies. Salty except, the Seal and King except Neptune. Except Smorgies wasn't a franchise. No, it wasn't, no. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah. And it's also similar to the uh, the Uncle Mo's episode, Bart sells his soul when he says, I expect this kind of behavior at, at Denny's, is he saying? Yeah, I think he does, yeah. But not here, yeah. It's a monster! <gasps> no, it's not. It's my tummy. I mean, stomach, gut, crap factory. Lisa then remembers the cooler is in the bus, um, which realistically would have been fucked over by now. There's no way that thing's staying fresh in the bottom of the ocean. If it was an esky. You reckon it would be still sealed with fresh Australian food? Australian manufacturer, no. my friend. <laughs> Does that still exist? <laughs> hey, esky, black box, hills hoist. They were developed here, but are they made here anymore is what I'm asking. No, but when... Well, well no, nothing's made here. No. <laughs> Except broken promises. Bart steals uh, Millhouse's inhaler. This just would not work. <laughs> no. Numerous times he opens his mouth when he screams at the fish. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? It could have worked to snorkel in very shallow water, but not to scuba dive. No, it dive. can't. No, well, I mean the tube. But, but when it's got an inhaler pump in there. There's still air down the sides. Okay, I guess so, yeah. But you see, he runs. But as soon as you go underwater, it's useless to Yeah, you. notice he runs in with clothes, then leaves without clothes. And later on, has his clothes Has in. his clothes back. Well, he just <laughs> left them... In the water? He went into the water with them. He ran... Away. Yeah. He ran away with them. I don't know if he dove in with uh, them. Okay. So, he's stripped off on the beach. Okay, fair enough. Lisa the uh, puffer fish. Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa then stops everyone. I, I thought, actually, that it was a bit of a wasted gag when he goes past the bus. It's just various different fish mm. in the window. There's a chance to put some sort of reference in there. Like a Jaws okay. reference yeah, would have been something nice. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Except you need a dead a man's head, head, head for that, yeah. which is probably a bit intense. Yeah. You know what you could have done is have had like a... If you had have written early into the scene that there was going to be a poster of Principal Skinner or there was like a cardboard cutout of him for whatever reason going that the kids had on the trip and then have the poster come up to the window like the head from Jaws, that would have been good. Yeah, a lot of setup for one quick visual game. Not a lot but, of setup. But it'd be, you just but it'd need be worth it. Two seconds of something being 
I'll be watching you, Simpson, and have it as the... No, not even I'll be watching you, but, like, just, you know, have you got the poster? And someone's packing up a poster of Springfield Elementary UN delegation and Skinner's okay. standing on, you know, a photo of Skinner is on that. Yep, yep. Uh, Lisa, all the kids are just trying to eat all the snacks, as they would. They're fucking starving. Uh, Lisa stops them all, explains they have to ration everything. Uh, let's not forget we learned at the UN club, Martin does his dance again. I'd, the Martin dancing just doesn't do it for me. It's just nah. It's just weird. Uh, they wake up. It's a really nice shot of the of the, of the island in the morning. Mm. The sun, the background, the sun rising. All the food, unfortunately, is gone though, and they find Millhouse surrounded by all the food scraps, burps, all this nacho cheese. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> you can really tell though when someone's been eating Doritos, don't you reckon? Well, you can tell by their fingers. That is true. Thing. Yeah, but nacho cheese just has a real unique smell. Yep. We come back from commercial, and I thought here was a really missed opportunity again to have Millhouse say. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses before he takes the glasses. Mm. You, you, know, you forget, I have the glasses. I thought it would have been really cool to have a little Joker reference in there. Yeah, yeah, that could have been cool. Um, so he steals the glasses. Milhouse realizes he has nothing to contribute to the group now. Not so fast, two eyes. Come on, let's slice him open and get our food back. Wait, we're not savages. We live in a society of law. Milhouse has the right to a fair trial. Oh, oh, society blows. Then we get the. I'm gonna go on a limb and say the most popular moment from this episode. Yeah, I think so. The this, one that stood the test of time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Captain Janeway, <laughs> lace the final brassiere. Oh, hurry up! I'm a busy man. Ugh, this high-speed modem is intolerably slow. Hey, what the... Huh, the Internet King. I wonder if he can provide faster nudity. Welcome to the Internet, my friend. How can I help you? I'm interested in upgrading my 28.8 kilobaud Internet connection to a 1.5 megabit fiber optic T1 line. Will you be able to provide an IP router that's compatible with my token ring Ethernet LAN configuration? Can I have some money now? I love that Homer just has no idea what he's talking about, but I guarantee you what he's asking for, comic book guy there... Would have been correct. A real thing, yes. Although, killer board and how, how connection, I reckon some of it... one point five. So, 1.5 megabit fiber optic T1 line, that sounds very correct, IP router. <laughs> sounds correct. We have no idea, though. <laughs> no, no, all of those words are actual words and things. <laughs> they're, they're words. <laughs> uh, but just that killer board internet connection is the one that... Killer board, yeah, it should be killer... Kilobyte? Kilobyte. I don't know. But anyway, it needs to be compatible with his token ring Ethernet LAN configuration. So, I feel like he's got his own security token for his Ethernet LAN. That mm. that works. Yeah. All of that stuff makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, though, the most quotable line from this episode is coming up. We'll get to it. Millhouse is then on trial. <laughs> no talking in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Bart's a really good judge. He makes a fair decision, yep. even though he doesn't agree with it. Yep. Which I guess makes him a bad judge. No, he's no, followed the judge, rule of a judge, law. A judge has to be... He hasn't yeah. taken his personal opinion into Otherwise, it. Otherwise, all judges will just give all murderers the death penalty. Maybe not all of them. Some would let them go because I'm sure some <laughs> judges are hateful scum <laughs> that just yeah, studied true. the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Milhouse... Because no one would suspect the judge, Dando. There's a, there's a TV show. Serial killer judge. Surely that's been done. Well, maybe, but not that I'm aware of. If I don't know about it, then it doesn't exist. Is that mm, your theory? That's Well, I mean, if I don't know about it, it's still an original idea. Okay. We'll, we'll run with that as well. We're going to try and 
pitch a whole... Uh, Call it murder in the court. Yeah, so we've got, we got a serial killer judge. What yep. else have we got? Uh, kids that are... Well, that was a movie. We can be a tele... That can be a teleseries. Tele- tele- no, are- no, it can't. It needs to be a movie. Yeah. I'm sure we had something else pitched we'll in this episode. <laughs> um, it's an, uh, well, we could do movies on TV and we'll be a competitor to Netflix. Yeah, that is true. Our own streaming service. What would our streaming service be called? Um, Mitchflix? Uh, Mitch Grinner and his helper. <laughs> Bring you entertainment. We are uh, Millhouse here, absolute dick, accuses Lisa, the one yeah. trying to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> um, she brings up that nobody saw him eat the throwing food. Throwing her under dust bus. Yes, nice, nice. She says that nobody saw him eat the food, so therefore he's got to be he's got to be innocent. They can't prove that he's guilty. Nelson does the punches, but allows it. Prosecutor, your witness. Hmm. I'm gonna allow this. Oh, oh, oh. Prosecution rests. The kids then all revolt because they're not happy with uh with Bart's decision. As put yourself in Nelson and the other kids' shoes, you'd be really pissed off. Well, you found this guy yeah. surrounded by the snacks. Yeah, you don't have DNA evidence in your hand. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Like you know, this is like you've worked, you've walked into a crime scene. You've got a dead body. You've got a guy covered in blood. Chances are. His in, breath smelled in, like nacho cheese. In the 1800s, <laughs> that guy's going to prison or being... Beheaded. Well, he's being... Yeah, he's being hanged. Or burned at the stake. Yeah. Do people... Like, a crime was done. You were there. You're the guilty party. Getting burnt at the stake. Was there a particular crime you had to commit to be burnt at the stake? Or was it just whatever the judge was doing it was mostly time? witchcraft. Just witchcraft, was it though? Yeah, I don't think other people got burnt at the stake. I'm pretty sure they did. Hmm. You continue talking. Th- think, think of all the worst way to go, beheadings or burn at the stake. Burnt at the stake's got to be the top of the list, right? Slowly yeah, burning think, to death. I think a beheading, like a swift beheading, that's, that's would be like fine. getting shot, basically. Yeah, but I think that the moment, the moments leading up to being beheaded, would be terrifying. I mean, the moments leading into any execution are going to be pretty terrifying. But knowing you're going to be facing going the existential dread, ten minutes of yeah, that's true. But uh, so all the kids are revolting. Uh, Bart is not happy with Millhouse. But then Bart sticks up for Lisa because Nelson starts pushing Lisa around, which makes sense. But look, Bart's a good brother here. He, he doesn't he doesn't believe Milhouse, so he's not going to stick up for him. But don't pick on my sister. They all then run away. Nelson puts on the face paint, and this is where the hunt is on, as Nelson would put it. What did did you see? Uh, Ralph's face paint. Did you see who he was? Uh, Ralph, no. Peter Chris from Kiss. Oh, the drummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. I, I completely missed him. Now it's time for what I think would be the most quotable line from this episode. They have the internet on computers now. It's got to be the most quotable, right? Yeah, I'd say so. So, Homer's reading the, the internet book for dummies, and this is where Bill Gates arrives, and I'll just play the clip of Bill Gates being a douchebag. Homer, Bill Gates is here. Bill Gates? Billionaire computer nerd, Bill Gates? Oh, my God, oh, my God. Get out of sight, Marge. I don't want this to look like a two-bit operation. Mr. Simpson? You don't look so rich. Don't let the haircut fool you. I'm exceedingly wealthy. Get a load of the ball job, Marge. Your internet ad was brought to my attention, but I can't figure out what, if anything, Compu Global Hyper Meganet does. So rather than risk competing with you, I've decided simply to buy you out. This is it, Marge. I poured my heart and soul into this business, and now it's finally paying off. We're rich, richer than astronauts. Oh, my quiet. You'll queer the deal. Oh, I reluctantly accept your proposal. Well, everyone always does. 
Buy them out, boys. Hey, what the hell's going on? Oh, I didn't get rich by writing a lot of checks. <laughs> Kids are now essentially a tribe and they're hunting down Milhouse, Bart and Lisa. They actually want to kill them. It's kind of it's taken a dark turn. Mm. They actually want to kill them. But anyway, I guess they've been, they've, they're the reason they've been left for dead. Milhouse is just lagging behind. Carry me with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then leaves them behind. Uh, it's good quick thinking from Bart here, though, to push the tree over. Um, I thought it would have been smart, though, to throw the tree away. Mitch has got facial expressions here to look, make me think he's looking at beheading videos or something. Not quite videos, but the Wikipedia page of Death by Burning is a real thrill ride. In what way? Bad it's bad or good? Bad. Like, there's a lot that of was things. Mitch. Good? <laughs> there's, there's a lot. So, there's a long history, a much longer history than I realized of using this as a form of cap- I, capital yeah, punishment. I thought so, yeah. Um, societies have employed it for activities considered as criminal, such as treason, rebellious actions by slaves, heresy, witchcraft, arson... That's ironic. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> arson's a pretty good one, um, and sexual transgressions such as incest and homosexuality. Can't condone those last two. Amongst you can't condone homosexuality. I can't condone burning someone for oh, it. Okay. <laughs> Can you please clarify that? <laughs> but the one that had really raised my eyes. So there's a subheading: immolation of widows. On the Indian subcontinent in the early 1800s, although the first reliable evidence for the practice appears in the time of the Gupta Empire, AD 400, there were instances where a widow would burn herself to death on her husband's funeral pyre. Wow. That's tragic. That's love and dedication right there. Speaking of widows, I ended up watching it. Good movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. You seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. No burning alive in that movie. No, no, no. Retaliation against Nazis. That's probably a fair enough one. Anyway. A thrill ride, nonetheless. Hmm. So, they're chasing the kids. I thought it would have been smart here for Bart to push the log aside. You know what just happened in my head is I imagine Disneyland burns to the ground one day and hope no one no one dies, but the headline the next day would be burning down the mouse. That would be fantastic. It's almost worth burning it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, so you, just so you can get that sub-editing headline in. <laughs> Guy Davis creates new stories <laughs> so he can put his own headings in. <laughs> oh, man. So, they get to the cave. They think they're going to be safe. They're trapped in the cave. Move in for the kill. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> Lisa here uses the term figs. I don't think I've ever heard anyone else use the word figs as a, as a replacement for fuck. But no. it works. Yeah, it's, it does. It's fitting. And it fits Lisa. Yeah, it yeah. really does. I thought it was really nice writing. Uh, they discover that the monster is nothing but a simple wild boar. Nelson apologizes and Milhouse comes clean. They then realize that the boar eats slime. They don't have to kill it because they can just eat all the slime as well, but they kill it anyway. Poor, mm-hmm. poor boar. Yeah, but look, this is almost like the way the Indians used to do it. They're, the kids are living off the land. They've got a food source there. They kill it. They eat sustainably. Lisa eats her slime. The only thing I, issue I have here is you see the boar cooking on the fire. Mm. Pans down to them eating, but the boar is still intact. Mm. Well, maybe there's a family of boar. I'm just assuming they found more boar. Yeah. Okay. Because like Martin says, more snout anyone, but the mm. boar is on the fire with its full, it's fully with intact. With snout intact, yeah. So you reckon you reckon they they didn't kill the boar? They waited till he went home to visit his family and slaughtered them, slaughtered yeah. the children, yeah, <laughs> and made the parents watch before they, went they full killed them. Kaiser Soze, they left the youngest boar alive to <laughs> run off and tell everyone else what happened here. <laughs> so the children learned to function as a society, and eventually. 
They were rescued by, oh, let's say, Mo. I'm confused. Did James Earl Jones actually voice that? That's a good question, actually, because, because I couldn't find any confirmation, but it sounded on wiki, like On the wiki page, it says James Earl Jones as a guest voice, but it also says on another page that this was one of the few episodes that says celebrity guest voice impersonated in the credits. Yeah, right. Um, well, uh, It yeah. sounds like James Earl Jones, but I feel like his voice is one that could be quite easily impersonated by the professionals that have well, the Simpsons. Well, so this is the thing. It sounds like him, but it also sounds slightly off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Because if you go to James L. Jones' page on the Simpsons wiki, mm-hmm. he's not credited to this episode. Well, so it's funny you say that because on the Simpsons wiki, it also says best known for his roles, blah, 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 He and narrated the season nine episode, Dust Bus. Oh, but I went to episodes and it wasn't listed in there. Yeah, so it's like some bits of it say yes, some bits say no. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. But you see the episode list? It's not in, Dust Bus isn't there. We'll have to ask him. Let's get James L. Jones on the podcast. Oh, I'll call him tomorrow. <laughs> We'll have to like have a special warning on that one to make sure that you're not listening to it on with Beats headphones because the bass would just be too much. Who would you rather rupture your inner ear? Who would you rather talk you to sleep, James L. Jones or Morgan Freeman? Are they in the bed with me? They're just sitting next to you in a chair, like in a storyteller's yeah. chair. James L. Jones, Morgan Freeman's that little bit gravelly. He's got gravitas in his voice, but Jones is a nice clean sound. Very, yeah, it is clean. Yeah. It's kind of like the HD it's version timorous. of Morgan Freeman. Jones. Jones Morgan is, Freeman is VHS and James Earl Jones is Blu-ray. Yeah, that works. I was going to say Jones is like you're going to the art center and Morgan Freeman is you're going to the Corner Hotel. <laughs> Not that bad. No, I love the Corner Hotel. <laughs> you know, you've got some iconic bands there, but it's a bit, you know, it's just not as refined. <laughs> But all in all, Das Bus, really, really funny episode. I'm not going to say it's canon, even though nothing that happens in it is too unrealistic. It's just a bit absurd. But overall, it's really, really funny. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. D- yes, same. Very funny episode. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? That you can never have too much slave labor. Oh, I thought I'd agree with you there. Yeah? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I learned that. Purple berries are apparently very spicy. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Maybe you have to put them in the next Indian dish that you whip up. Go out the back, get some purple berries. Purple berry. Too many syllables. It is too many syllables. But it's not enough to get into Raspberry Beret. It's a real problem. Javale! Javale is here! Okay, before we get into today's mailbag, we need to say, Mitch, don't we, that this week's mailbag is brought to you by Thomas Wilford, our big sister on Patreon. If you want to have your name read out on each and every podcast, just like Mr. Thomas Wilford is now, you just got to become a big sister. Join the big sister tier on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash discount. But thank you once again, Mr. Thomas Wilford. But now, Mitch, take it away. Thank you, sir. Nicole Catalina writes in, Hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast since late last year and you are the only podcast that I actively listen to on a regular basis. Thank you for like, tuning in. Thank you very much. Like a few of your fans, I play one of your episodes to kill some time on public transport, though lately I've been marathoning through much of your podcast during the completion of my design portfolio as part of a fine arts slash arts degree. This may or may not have driven me a little nuts. Having just listened to you both for five hours straight is a real test of endurance. <laughs> We worked out recently that we've done over 200 hours. Mm. That's a fucking lot of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've earned a break. Like, <laughs> Oh, we haven't. Like, no, we have. I think I think soon, a few weeks off. No. Just 
for quite a yes. bit. Every other podcast takes a break. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They no, have they don't. That's, why, that's why all the other Simpsons ones have caught up to us and gone further because we took give, breaks. I don't give a fuck about those ones. <laughs> just in general. No, we're not taking a break when we go to Europe. Yes, we are. No, we're not. I'm going for four weeks. <laughs> we'll just do two sets of two. No, the last time we rushed, it degraded the quality. No, it didn't. Did we got people writing in saying the show sucked for a bit when you were going to America? Well, we just won't rush it this time. We hated our life for yeah. seven weeks. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. Anywho, I do have a question for you regarding the Simpsons comics. Although the plot lines for each issue were not always as memorable as the TV shows, I consider the comics to be a big part of my childhood. I associate it with memory me- with many memories of visiting local news agencies every week for the latest issues to arrive before dragging my mum or dad in to pay for it. I like that. I like that you've gone out to do a recon mission and then go, yes, it's here. And then <laughs> I don't have money. Shit. <laughs> Run back and get it. I do love the comics though. As the collection grew, I preferred reading the comics over the TV show. Mm. The main reason was that it was there for me at any time. And the reading of these comics inspired me to create my own stories and comics cool. as a kid. That is very cool. I also appreciate, and for someone that's gone on to an arts degree as well, I also appreciated the Treehouse of Horror more in the comics than in the cartoon, and they tend to be more memorable with good reason. Each segment was also drawn by a different guest illustrator, which is pretty cool. And seeing them explore the Simpsons' love uh, lore through their own unique style was the most uh, refreshing thing to appreciate in the comics. My question to you is, have the Simpsons comics ever been a part of your fanhood in any way as Simpsons fans? Have you ever purchased any issues or seen them around? I'm also interested if you read any graphic novels or comics in your spare time. Thank you both for listening, Nicole. For listening? I'll show her question. Existing, Uh, sorry. Thank you both for existing. (laughs) I've got about 60 Simpsons comics. I used to absolutely love them. They don't make them anymore, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I do agree that I think that a lot of the stories, I used to read them and think this is better than the quality of the TV show now used to make me wonder, why are they able to write such good stories in the comics but not in the television show? But I guess the TV series would be a lot harder to write than the comic. A comic would be like probably a quarter of the content you have to write for a TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not writing a TV-length script no. to go into a comic. But I, I thought that I do agree that the Treehouse of Horror ones were really memorable. I, I, I still sometimes go back and read them for yep. something to do. Yeah, I really liked uh, the, the Simpsons comics. I only ever had a few, but yeah. one of the ones that I did have was where like Krusty started his own kind of country. He declared his own dominion. Okay. And it kind all... Kind of like or whatever it was. Something like guy. that. And it all got brought undone by some dodgy salamis and there was a, a, a revolt. Okay. But it was um, it was good. It was, it was a really good read. Yeah. No, the Simpsons comics, if you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend it. They're great. Mm. I'm sure you'd be able to get digital versions of them somewhere now. I'm sure. Yeah. And outside of that, uh, in general for comics, yeah. So, I, I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited, which is a mm-hmm. pretty cool digital... Did you read them though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, digital subscription service for a shitload of Marvel's back catalogue. So it's like Disney's new app, but just for Marvel comics. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there has been... But outside of that, like, there's just I've, I've read through a lot of the seminal kind of Batman runs and um, the graphic novels, particularly the ones by Jeff Loeb um, or Lieb. I'm not actually I've never been quite sure how to pronounce his name, but Hush, the Long Halloween, those sorts of things. Um, Watchmen is another one. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't read many comics. Yeah. We've, we've got so many of them at work. I just I haven't got time to sit down and read comics anymore. Yeah, but fair yeah. enough. Peter Thornton writes in with a My Two Cents story, which has haunted him ever since he was a kid, brought to you by my my dad, who still to this day is really tight with money. In 1996, my younger brother and I were collecting the AFL sticker albums, complete with reigning premiers Carlton. 
The packs were $1.50 for eight stickers from the local newsagent. Dad bought us both the pack when he went to the shops one Sunday. When he got home and opened our packs, my brother ended up with no new stickers as our albums were 70 to 80% complete. I hated that. I knew this was part and parcel of collecting cards and stickers, but Dad packed us both in the car, drove us back to the newsagent and demanded his money back or a new pack. You can't do that. I was so embarrassed to be making a big fuss over a $1.50 pack of stickers. Inexplicably, they gave him a new pack. His lesson to us was always complain. (laughs) (laughs) It's true to an extent. They'd rather just give you the free thing to get you out of the store. It depends if you're asking for a new car. But a yeah. packet of stickers that are like, just fuck. We have it at work. People yeah. complaining about boxes or whatever. Just give them a new one and make them go away. Yeah. Just take your stickers and get out. <laughs> it, you can't do that though. No, you can't. It's not the store's fault that you bought a pack of stickers and you had them. No. All. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like eBay has killed collecting because now when you get to like 80%, you can just go on eBay and buy the ones you need. Mm. Well, it doesn't necessarily killed it. It's just made it easier. Yeah, it's killed the 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 fun of going to the shop and the uh, mystery box. Yeah, yeah. Our final mailbag, uh, our final email for the mailbag, Dando, uh, comes in from an anonymous source, and it is possibly my favorite email that we've ever received. Really? Yeah. I made a joke recently, alluding to listeners listening to us in their marital bed. I think that was one or two episodes yeah, ago. That was, that was you, yeah. His partner and I, individually with headphones, listen to podcasts to go to sleep. And like most people, I enjoy intercourse with my partner. I'm not made of stone. (laughs) If one of us initiates foreplay after we've turned off the lights and started our podcast for the night, I'll usually not even bother to pause the podcast until I've determined if I can be bothered uh, doing the nasty. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes I'll keep it playing even longer if it's a good episode. (laughs) It's funny though. It's like... I'm funny like that. Like, do you pause the TV or anything like that? Or do you just leave it going? Uh, it's a weird one because sometimes... You don't, you don't want to hear Mark Robinson and Jerry Waitley talking in the background. That's exactly right. <laughs> you can't have that going on. Yeah. But sometimes the stone silence is also not great. Yeah. You don't want to hear your own grunting too loudly. Yeah, just don't grunt. No, but I'm not very flexible. So, even just the <laughs> act of just getting to my knees can be like it. What are you doing? Well... <laughs> <laughs> positions 1 through 63. <laughs> uh, at last count, I've got 20 to 30 active podcasts in my podcatcher and most of them are weekly. However, I've been listening to you guys for a while. I've listened to every episode. You do the math. How many episodes have we done? 200 episodes? Uh, close enough 200 is coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. But thank you for that, Mr. Anonymous. Yeah. Thank you very much. Should we tell the listeners that you accidentally read his name out first? <laughs> to go back into it. Yeah. Make sure you cut that out, by the way. Because uh, someone else who, um, who was it? Colin, somebody or other, wrote in saying that you played the mail clip twice last week. And this is why when I do a joke podcast that's 70, 57 minutes of silence, people come to us thinking, have you made a mistake? Put the mailbag thing in twice. Yeah. That's because we referenced the mail intro twice. That does, You don't intro something twice. But I think that was the gag. Like it was. Eh. Anyway. Okay. Doesn't well, anyway. matter. <laughs> anyway, we're done. Alrighty, thank you to listening to our review of Das Bus. Next week, we're going to be reviewing one that I reckon you're going to really enjoy, The Last Temptation of Crust. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I haven't revisited that for a long time. I did like it uh, for having, you know, Stephen Wright references and stuff like that. Uh, I I liked that it kind of, being a comedy nerd back then, I liked that it it started to expose the world of comedians. Actual comedians, yeah. Yeah. Which had never really been done before on the show. I think we've had, besides Johnny 
cast and have we had comedians on the show? Not many, and often when they do, they're parodies, bad. Yeah, or like it's lame comedians. Yeah, so like to actually have a oh, we few. We had the guy at um Krusty's funeral. What was his name? I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. to to have a few and have them shown in a more reverential light, Ris- risque comedians. Yeah, is, yeah, it's good. If this was made now, I feel like we'd have people like um. Hannah Gadsby would be approached and probably say no. Oh, they'd probably get Amy Schumer. They probably would. Yeah. Which would be a real fucking tragedy. Yeah, not good. I just, yeah, not a fan. That's, I'm not saying she's bad, just not a fan. No, I'll say she's bad. And she steals <laughs> most of her shit. She does steal a lot of stuff. Uh, Bill. Bill Burr. Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah, he'd be perfect for this. Yeah, he would be. Except he's got the Netflix deal, so he wouldn't be able to Ah, come that's on. true, yeah. I'm trying to think of other controversial comedians. They're not necessarily, there's nothing controversial about Stephen Wright. Yeah, I guess so. So it's not like they just went for controversy. Which is, I remember the chick says, I had my period. John Mulaney. I reckon they'd get John Mulaney in or something. She said, I had my period today. That's the Amy Schumer of the episode. Mm. But I remember my favourite moment. I already know what my favourite moment is. Is it's that when, Janine Garofalo? Is she... I can't remember. Mm. But I remember when Krusty gets everyone to burn money and then Marge gives it to Lisa and she goes, here's, here's everything I've got. Take it home and it in the backyard. I love you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, that one. But like I said, thanks for listening to our review. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you want exclusive access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts such as Movie Guys and Mitch's review of Fight Club and the Future Honor podcast and all the other cool stuff that we do on the Patreon page, just patreon.com slash discount. You also get access into the Facebook group, which we should also plug the trivia night that we just announced for Sydney on August 31st at the Med. It's going to be fantastic. Tickets mm-hmm. are $25. You can find them on Sticky Tickets. Just go there and type four-finger discount. You will find it. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Oh, my final words can be delivered by... Mm, let's say... Dando. <laughs>